Are you serious? Are you serious, folks? What? Are you serious? Get ready, get ready. The Lord's coming soon. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, everybody. That time is arrived. Hello? Hello there. Hello? Pastor Paul, how are you doing, yes. my friend? I'm doing great tonight. Doing great tonight. Okay, we got you patched in. Brother Troy, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, great. Uh, how you guys doing? Man, I'm excited to be with you, gentlemen. In fact, are you serious? We've actually got Pastor <laughs> Paul Begley and Troy Anderson with us? <laughs> it's really, it's, can you believe that? I mean, are you serious? What's going on? It must be the end of the world. Okay, the like end I, of the world's coming. Folks, you'll give me an early Christmas present. It is exciting to have you gentlemen on with us tonight. Folks, we're going to have a great time with the Lord. Again, a special guest tonight. We're going to be talking about a book that is about to release. And uh, it's releasing around a, a very special date. They're going to talk about tonight. We're going to be talking on uh, that. And uh, anywhere y'all gentlemen want to go and things that you want to mention tonight, feel free. Um, with that, folks, uh, we're live. Invite a friend to come out. We're streaming directly from omegamanradio.com. We've got MixLR up, Blog Talk, many ways you can tune in, IceCast. So if you're here for the first time, welcome. And um, gentlemen, we'll kick it off in prayer. Pastor Paul, would you like to open us in prayer? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, for this amazing uh, opportunity to be together with my brothers in the Lord and sisters out there listening. Lord, I pray that you'll just open up our hearts, open up our minds, revelate our spirit, that we might understand the significance of the time that we're living in and the direction you want us to go. And so bless this broadcast, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Gentlemen, I want you to feel at home tonight. Listen, I talk all the time. So tonight, uh, I want you all to talk and have an interchange here, and I'll pipe in with some uh, questions. How does that sound? <laughs> Look out. Be careful what you're asking for right there. Don't turn us loose. <laughs> in other words, the mic is yours. Troy, uh, thank you for uh, setting this up tonight. You all have a new book called Revelation 911, How the Book of Revelation Intersects with Today's Headlines. And uh, why don't we jump in with something you mentioned to me pre-show. Uh, there's a American eclipse coming soon. Take it away. Yeah, so um, on, so it, it just so happened, I, I actually we ran late writing this book, and so the publisher actually bumped up the uh, the release date to April 2nd. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's already, you know, praise the Lord, it's already become a number one bestseller, number one hot new release on Amazon. And as we were writing it, I, I came to realize that this the Great American Eclipse is occurring on April 8th, uh, six days after the book's release. And um, it turns out that there was another big eclipse seven years ago. And if you cross these two things over, it forms like a, a gigantic X, like X marks a spot right in the middle of America. Uh, pa- Pastor Bailey, can, can you um, uh, expand on this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite extraordinary. I mean, everyone kind of knows about the uh, Great American Eclipse. Uh, and I remember being in Idaho and and be, watching it right at noon, and it was absolutely unbelievable. 
but but seven years and and the crossing of America, as because all of the signs in the heavens are from the Lord. The Bible tells us in Genesis one fourteen, for the Lord said he. He, he, he created signs and seasons and for days and years. He created the sun, the moon, the stars for signs, prophetic signs and seasons, days and years. So these, uh, astro, uh, these, these, these signs in the heavens, whether it be a blood moon or, or a solar eclipse or a comet coming by, they have significant uh, importance in the kingdom of God. We just got to be able to understand its purpose and why that is important. So the book just be happens to be coming out, just releasing just a few days before the eclipse, and we cover that in this book. It's very important to understand the significance of these signs. You know, gentlemen, we're in the year 2024. By the way, Happy New Year to you both and your families. And a lot of people are saying this is going to be probably a really interesting year you know we got elections coming up in november right in america yep. also in uh, yep. indonesia where i'm living right now for the last seven years gonna change the whole face of this country too and uh many are uh, asking you know will we make it to the elections will there be a false flag uh, now we learn about this great american eclipse coming signs in the heavens uh, in your book you've uh, you've named it um with a very interesting title. What is the significance of uh, 9-11 as part of your title? Well, uh, actually, it was a vision I got from the Lord. Uh, the, the Lord came to me and showed me Revelation 9-11 and said, it's about to happen. It's about to come upon mankind. And I said, Lord, what's about to happen? And uh, I went to the Bible, went to the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verse 11, and it was the verse that Apollyon, the demon of the underworld crawls out of the bottomless pit, releasing a horde of demons to be released upon humanity. And once he's out, he then turns around and releases four more fallen angels from the river Euphrates. Um, and these angels come forward and help bring about a World War III. It's called in the scripture, they call it the you know, it's the Sixth Trumpet War, we say. But it's really a massive war. That kills one third of the world, and so when the Lord came to me and showed me that, and said, "I want you to write a book on this because this is about this is something that has never happened in history, but it's about to happen." And it's uh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: you have Lucifer, who is the prince of the power of the air; you have Leviathan, who is the the, sea, the, the, the demon of the sea; but Apollyon is the is the devil of the underworld and of the of the of the face of the earth but he's the only one hasn't been released so when he's released it creates this unholy trinity of uh, chaos and disruption and demonic entities and evil and wars and what have you and and what we began to do with Troy uh is and Troy doing a masterful job in researching and writing this and helping put this together with me he began to uncover just what are some of these secret uh, events that are going to be released upon humanity. Brother Troy? 
Yeah, um, you know, so uh, Pastor Bailey and I, we, we'd met, uh, I think, in 2019 at a Hear the Watchman conference. And actually, our, our my wife, Irene, and his wife had had, had talked, and, and we, uh, you know, we chatted at these different conferences. And so when he got a hold of me, I think in, in the fall of 2021, and told me about this vision, I, uh, I I flashed when I was a little kid for some reason. I think when I was nine years old, my mom took me down to the the hardware store, a little little town in Oregon, and they had this swivel rack of records on it. And it was, I don't remember, you remember the old Destroyer album from Kiss. And on this on this album, it's got this like this scene like destruction in the background. It's like the world's been blown up, and you had the Kiss guys in their in their costumes, and they're like. You know they had their, their they had like a triumphant pose, and the world behind them is burning, and um, and so when he called me and told me about this vision, I flashed back to that album cover, and I go, wow, it's like a almost like a strangely prophetic uh, album cover about the destroy. It's called the Destroyer, and so you know I, I I thought about that, and then you know we prayed about it, and and uh, the Lord just sort of told me, you know, you, you need to help him write this book, and so uh, we we compiled all this. You know, you know, I've been investigating for a dozen years now. Are we really moving into the end times that the the Bible talks about? And so we did all kinds of interviews, read all kinds of books, you know, compiled all kinds of you know research, and you know what's leading up to this? What is it? Is it really true that the things that the Bible talks about are they are they coming past today? And so the Bible, so this book explores the evidence. You know, are these things really happening? And what is bringing us uh, to to this point? And, you know, and when you said that also, Troy, one thing was uh, um, the the events that's going to happen, they they coincide with, you know, you, you think of 9-11, you think of what happened at, in New York, and and the fear and the dread and, and the absolute vulnerability we all felt as Americans. We just couldn't believe this could be happening. It's that times a hundred or maybe that times a thousand that's going to come up on the earth. And it's, it's actually been working. I mean, uh, there's been uh, secret societies and, and, and uh, you know, secret government programs. There's occults that have been involved. There's a lot of occult practices in America and around the world. And so this gathering of the, of the ancient demons uh, to for one last battle against humanity and really Satan's plan is to try to dethrone god dethrone christ uh we do we do uh, oh when you said the destroyer i'm glad you said that troy the name apollyon means the destroyer it's a greek name and in the hebrew tongue it's called abaddon and that is the place of destruction so this apollyon character he comes he's the destroyer he comes from the place of destruction and he is released upon humanity. He has never been turned loose from Genesis to Revelation. But this event is just about to take place. Absolutely. We're literally coming up to a crossroad in time, aren't we? Uh, you have a chapter called Vortex of Evil and At the Crossroads. Um, so many events converging together. And... Uh, just a few weeks ago, gentlemen, if I'm correct, uh, this big meeting of the globalist COP28 just occurred, and there's been meetings yep. at the World Economic Forum, the 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 WHO people trying to uh, arrange uh, who's going to be calling the shots in the next pandemic release. I believe the last one was planned. We got another one coming, 
Uh, that's my opinion, at least. So um, yep. what these people, these globalists, have in store for us, uh, I don't think we're going to be happy campers when we see this stuff begin to roll out. I mean, they say you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Would you be happy, Troy and Paul, to own nothing? Yeah, I mean, this is a big, a big part of this. I mean, what 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 my research has uh, you know revealed is that pretty much almost everything we see happening today is preparing the world for the arrival of the Antichrist. It's, it's preparing the world for the tribulation, essentially, and the release of Apollyon and all these things that the Book of Revelation talks about. You know, I've, I've been you know looking into this, you know, the the, the globalism and these uh, the, the different plans, the secret societies. You know, you, you've got the, you know, what you're referring to the the World Economic Forum's uh, Great Reset Plan. Well, you'll, you know, they, they had a video, and a guy says you'll own nothing and be happy. And so they, you know, as they release artificial intelligence upon the world, and more and more people are being laid off. There's already articles saying that there's going to be a lot of layoffs this year. <clears throat> they're they're preparing the world for this this new sort of transhuman artificial intelligence, high technology surveillance state. Um, you know, we've already seen the, you know, some of the, uh, you know crazy things have happened in the last few years of the COVID-19 pandemic and the election and all these different things. And now we're moving into this 2024 where you have this great American eclipse. X marks a spot over America. What is, you know, the, the, you know, the Lord told us to watch for signs in the sun, moon, and stars and the prophetic significance of that. So what's what's going to happen with that? And then you're moving into the 2024 presidential election. And if it's anything like the last one, I mean, you know, it's I mean, all kinds of chaotic things can, can happen this next year. You've got, you know, Russia just attacked Ukraine, that, that situation. Hundreds of thousands of people have died. You know, China might attack Taiwan while they still have an opportunity. Uh, you've got the Israel-Hamas war. There's now articles coming out, experts saying that thing could expand into a regional, you know, Middle East war. So, you know, the world's a powder keg. And, and uh, you know, I just talked to our entertainment attorney, <clears throat> literary agent this morning, and he he's, he's not just handles books and movies, but, you know, all kinds of different things. And he said, uh, you know, the world is heading towards this, this place where you have these clashing, you know, global leaders, behind the scenes power brokers and they're 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 trying to get to the top and and the world's becoming a very dangerous place we're heading towards you know a, a potential third world war and you know something uh, also is um, uh, the fact that this these secret societies uh the part of this vortex of evil i mean we, we go all the way back to the illuminati to the formation of the illuminati this is these are old uh, plans that have been in operation to, to create a new world order or a one world government or the Bible would call it in Revelation 13 the beast, the beast kingdom and it's nothing new It's it's it, Satan just keeps coming back with another new name, what you call it Freemasons or you can get into the you know to the other Bohemian Groves or the Bilderberg Group or the Trilateral Commission or whoever you want to we, we break down every one of these and show you that this is an ancient scheme wearing West, you know, today's modern clothing. But it has not changed the plan. It is a dominant and uh, uh, one governance uh, with oppression of the people and a ruling class that will rule with a rod of iron over the 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 rest of us. And um, it's been the plan, I guess, from who knows, probably the beginning. But one thing's for sure in the book, we bring it to light, and we really do tie it together, give you the information on all of these different groups and how they're linked to the occult 
and how it's linked to the new world order rising within the Bible. Uh, so, Shannon, we, we there's we're, we're clear throated, okay? Eyes wide open in this one. There's no there's, we, the the emperor is absolutely naked. When we get done with this thing, the devil has nowhere to hide, and I hope it encourages the Christians and and the believers and the non-believers that hey, you know what? I need to wake up and take a look at what's going on around here, and don't live in fear, but recognize uh, you know the plan of the enemy. Absolutely. If you're just joining us. We're live tonight with Troy Anderson and Pastor Paul Begley. We're talking about their new book tonight, Revelation 911. And you know, just the name right there is powerful and grabs your attention. When I think of 911, you're either thinking of picking up the phone and making a 911 emergency call or September 11th events. You know when 911 is happening, that's bad news. And that right. if you look at the Bible, gentlemen, correct that Revelations 911 again details where uh, Apollyon or Abaddon is given the keys to the pit and that literal pit in hell is opened up would you like to read Revelation 9-11 in context for us tonight because some may have overlooked that I don't think it's accident that it's 9-11 this is a time of emergency and great distress what's it say there Pastor Paul okay I'm glad you brought it up here's what it says and, and, and when this vision came to me this uh, from the Lord and said it's about to happen. That's exactly what I did. I grabbed the Bible and said, well, what is about to happen? And, and when I went to Revelation, here's what it says in verse 9, 11. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. And one woe is past. Behold, there are two woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounds. I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying, The sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And these four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day, a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand, which is 200 million man armory. And I heard the number thereof. Now, earlier in that same chapter, I didn't read it, but in the very first verse in Revelation 9, 1, it says, The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. To him was given the key of the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. So it's a, to be honest with you, uh, it, this is a chapter that most um, biblical scholars, most eschatology preachers and teachers, we read it and we go right on to the next chapter. We don't know what to do with it. I'll be honest with you. We, we got all these theories and helicopters, you know, these locusts with these shapes on their heads and all that. But what is the essence of the, of the chapter? The essence is 9-11. Get ready. This is it. The release of the, of, of the hater of humanity. And, and the, the, warn the people. A great war is coming, and when it says these four angels, I'll just throw out there real quick. It says that these four angels come out and for an hour, a day, a month, and a year. So that looks like four assaults on humanity. One lasts just an hour. That could be nuclear. 
Uh, one's a day, one's a month, and when one, and then the final phase is a year. But it's only a 13-month period. You're looking at catastrophic, cataclysmic events of war, as well as everything else that's taken place. So Revelation 9-11 is, uh, in my opinion, the one of the portions of the the Bible that has yet to be re- released, has yet to happen, but we're on the brink of it. I can't believe the things that are taking place today. Troy? You know, when uh, we, we first started talking about writing this book, you know, I asked him, do you really think that, you know, this, this chapter is actually talking about the release of demons upon the planet, 200 million demons? And if you read chapter 9, it has a horrific description of what these things look like. You know, I, I said, could this be symbolic? Could this be spiritual warfare? And so that, that was a big question I had as I researched this. And uh, what I found is that there's some very prominent Bible scholars, like uh, uh, Mark Hitchcock, professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, and uh, and then Pastor Greg Laurie, who's uh, you know uh, head of Harvest Crusades, and uh, and one of the original chancellors of Dallas Theological Seminary. They're they're known for their study of, of Bible prophecy and eschatology. They all agree, and many others, that this is an actual release of, of demons upon the planet during the tribulation period, or perhaps you know at some early point, or maybe even before. We, you know the timeline is not exactly clear. And so, I mean, that's that's pretty stunning. I mean, you know, Hal Lindsey in, in his book, The Late Great Planet Earth, he talked about this. Could this be like a 200 million man army from, from China, you know, one of the, the world's largest countries? Could they mass a 200 million man army? So I also look, looked into that. Is it possible for some, you know, military at, at this point in time to mass a 200 million man army? Well, the thing is, is that for each soldier you have out in the field, you have all your support personnel. And so it wouldn't just be 200 million. You'd have to have perhaps you know, 500 million, 750 million, you know, size of military force to field this kind of thing. And then even if they could, it talks about killing a world, a third of the world's population. So even if you had, if you could assemble some gigantic army like this, because most armies in the, in the world are only a couple million, you know, soldiers at this point. <clears throat> and uh, so even if you could assemble some kind of gigantic army like this, you'd literally have to kill the population of, of Europe and Africa in one, in one shot here. So, you know, these prominent Bible scholars say we should just read it, you know, interpret it as, as, as it reads, that this is an actual release of these demons that have been held in hell, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, since Noah's flood, essentially. Gentlemen, does the event of Revelation 9-11 coincide with uh, breaking of seals that is mentioned in the Word of God? Where does that fall in with this? I know we've got uh, we've got the four horsemen. There's the seven seals, I believe. And then there's the judgments that are pouring out later on. Uh, sometimes I get the the order mixed up. And some have said uh, it might not be sequential when you read Revelation. What's your take on that? Um, you, with this 9-11 event, uh, is this like uh, setting the stage for the things that will come later? Like the rise of the Antichrist and the false prophet? Uh, has it preceded this? What is your take on studying this so far? I really think so. I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head here. Uh, when you talk about the seals, it is uh, the preparing to open the sixth seal. He opens the sixth seal, the uh, um, Apollyon does, in this chapter, which creates this World War III scenario that's incredible. But uh, so, but then you ask, 
is it just before the the rise of the Antichrist? Is it during his rise? That's a great question, and it can be debated by many eschatology uh, authors and studiers, but I think it's just before he rises. It, it's, it conditions the earth for the need for a Messiah, a need for a man to come fix the problem. We're completely coming apart at the seams. you got a third of the world dead. You've got plague and disease and famine. You've got all these, these seals that, that were mentioned earlier just before this. Even that matches Matthew 24 and what Jesus said was going to go on in the last days. And the world will be screaming for a Savior, for an answer. And, and guess who's going to show up? Before Jesus comes, the Antichrist is going to try to dethrone Christ and take that that responsibility he's going to try to say i'm the man with the answer i can solve it even though he's the problem okay so i i you know it can fall into many areas i think that troy you and i as we were writing the book we 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 try to fit it in anywhere you could fit it in you know where does it most logically because the because the book of revelation is not really written in chronological order you know the events you read are not necessarily exactly in order so you do have to take a look at it and compare it to the rest of the Bible, like in the book of Daniel and, and the Gospels and what have you. But I think it's a setup to bring, to usher in the Antichrist. Uh, Troy? You, you know, um, uh, Doc B. Shore, he, he's famous for writing the Doc B. Shore Prophecy Study Bible. It came out, like, I think it was back in 1980. Um, in fact, the, the youth pastor that led me to the Lord was 11. He led me to the Lord using the Doc B. Shore Prophecy Study Bible. And then fl- flash forward uh, four decades and um, I'm attending church at uh, Mariner's Church here in Irvine, and Doc Bishore is the father of the pastor. And so we're in his uh, Bible prophecy study class, and he's teaching, you know, the, the book of Revelation. This is, and this is like about, you know, eight, nine years ago, and this really inspired me to start really digging into, you know, Bible prophecy and what's happening today. And he would often talk about what he called the overwhelming scourge. And there's some passages in the Bible, I think it's in Isaiah, that talk about this release of, uh, just just like in Revelation 9, this release of demons upon the earth, almost like a scene from the Lord of the Rings, you know, terrorizing the population. And it has to do with the, you know, the tribulation period. And apparently, the uh, if you sort of connect the dots with these different verses, it's, 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 it may it may suggest that the 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 world is willing to accept the the Antichrist as the head of a world government because he is able to control this demonic horde that's terrorizing the the, the planet, and so that's the that could be the event that you know allows him to rise to complete power over the entire world, implement the mark of the beast system, and so if that's the case, then you know when does that happen? Does it happen at the beginning of the tribulation? Is it sometime prior? Is it the midpoint? You know the Bible's not entirely clear, and so so we, so we delve into that in this book and and uh, you know some of these uh, different connections between the Old Testament and and the Book of Revelation. Gentlemen, um, I think many, when they've looked at uh, end-time prophecy, they believe that uh, the Pope is going to play a, play a major part. Some believe he may be the false prophet. Well, cruising around YouTube, I've been coming across many videos by uh, active, um, some of the Catholic leadership there, and some of them are not happy campers. Many of these guys are getting up there and saying, this Pope needs to go. He's ripping our church apart. Uh, he's changing it from you know, our long-standing uh, Catholic foundations. 
You know, he's uh, embracing homosexuality. There's been quotes that he doesn't believe in a literal hell. And uh, his name, uh, Pope Francis, uh, a.k.a. Jorge Mario Bergoglio, I looked him up the other day. He was born in 1936. He just turned 87 years old. I think he's also one of the first Jesuit popes, although people may not realize there's a black pope. He is also the head of the Jesuit church, another guy. But where I'm going with this is uh, this guy clearly is a wicked man in the opinion of both Catholics and non-Catholics about uh, both. I don't think he's long for this earth. Uh, Do you feel in your spirit that we may see another pope very soon, and this could be maybe the last pope? Some have talked about there will be a last pope, and if this guy's bad, I'm wondering what the next guy's going to be like. Any thoughts on the pope? That's controversial. Well, um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's many conservative Catholics that have become very, very concerned about, you know, some of the things you just mentioned regarding uh, what what the Pope has been saying and some of the, uh, you know, I mean, he's obviously, you know, connected with with this globalist, you know, regime that we've seen, you know, pushing for all these different measures that, you know, we've got to address climate change, we've got to, you know, bring the world together. I mean, even President Biden recently came out and called for America to lead the new world order. I mean, that they're openly talking about this stuff they have a world economic forum they have the world government summit uh it, it's, it's just all out there now they're, they, they're no longer you know sort of hiding this they're openly saying this is what they want to do and, and the pope is you know uh in, in very you know refined language and if you read some of his encyclicals uh, you know talks about the, the need for this so uh, but but he is getting fairly old and so you know could he you know could, could we have one last pope before you know all these events unfold I mean, it's, it's certainly possible you know, I think uh, I think Troy and uh, Shannon. I'll say that there's no doubt since uh, Francis came into play, he rewrote the Lord's Prayer. He's changing the definition or the blessing of the sanctity of marriage. He has taken a global. He's he's championing climate change or the green the green New Deal. What we call in this in our book Revelation 9-11, we call it the green religion. And he's he's a part of the woke uh, society, and and he has called for a new world order. I mean, I mean, you know, and a one world currency. He's even called for. So, like, I don't know what else to do with that, uh, other than to say he's playing right into the hand of the plan. Uh, I don't think he'll last long. I agree with Troy. I think he's sh- he's probably not going to be around much longer. And we better watch and see. But he's also getting rid of all of the conservative archbishops and cardinals. He's just dismissing them. He's cutting them out, and he's bringing in those that are more of a liberal persuasion. So I think he's setting up for the next pope to really rule uh, uh, with a different, whole different kingdom and look for the next pope to be young, like maybe mid-50s, a young man who can probably be the final uh, as we head into the the coming of Christ. I, I, I think so, so... It's uh, there's definitely I know a lot of Catholics, uh, a lot of good brothers and sisters uh, that are upset at the direction of his doctrine. So this is going to be this is all part. But this isn't just you know, I'll just say this. It's also among the Protestants. Yes. The this woke agenda has taken over the Protestant mainstream denominations one after another after another. So this is a great falling away. Paul called it the great falling away. 
He said, except there come a falling away, the end won't come. So you're witnessing it right now, I believe. You know, literally that falls into part two of your book where you cover in multiple chapters the stage being set, great reset, green religion, and then you go into uh, the problems that are attacking family, the woke education, cultural Marxism. Gentlemen, uh, I've been in Bali, Indonesia for about seven and a half years. I had no idea where Bali was when I came here. <laughs> had no idea I was going to be here. I was planning to live in Las Vegas and just, you know, stay there. <laughs> and I got over here and people were saying, you coming back? And I said, well, I've got some hurdles. Uh, it's easier for an illegal to walk through the border tonight and be welcomed with open arms than it is for an American just to get a tourist visa to bring my Indonesian wife back. They said it's a nine-month process and they can't guarantee me it'll happen. So I would love to be back. Yeah. Uh, there's some roadblocks, but beyond that, I got to thinking, you know, if God opened the door and I was back, I'd have to put my three young children in schools that are castrating boys and girls. They're teaching them new pronouns. The devil is uh, ruling and reigning in most schools, and uh, I thought, well, let me rethink that. It's almost like uh, they live in the 50s here. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff. There's no transhumanism, transsexual there's none of that sex education. I mean, literally, uh, things are going to hell in a handbasket. And, folks, back to the title of the book, 9-11. Uh, it's about to be opened up. And when it comes, folks, it's going to be all hell being unleashed on the earth. Gentlemen, um, one more thing I want to throw into this discussion as we were mentioning the Pope tonight. And, again, I know there's a lot of good Catholics that love Jesus out there. And a lot of people, they're just not happy. Some of the cardinals have said, look, if something change, the Catholic Church as we know it uh, is going to be destroyed. So have you heard, gentlemen, of a thing called the Abrahamic Family House? Apparently it's in Abu Dhabi. And I'm looking at their main webpage. Uh, they have a mosque side-by-side side with a church, side-by-side side with a Jewish synagogue. And... Uh, they're welcoming people of all faiths to come in. And even if you're not one of those three groups, they have a special place for you there too. I mean, this one world religion, this unification saying that we're all worshiping the same God, uh, is that one of the signs to look for uh, as we run up to that event in 9-11? Troy? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, so, I mean, we are seeing this push for sort of this, this the coexist thing. You know, you, you see that 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 famous like sort of hippie bumper bumper sticker, and it shows all the different s- symbols of the world religions, and the ideas that we're we're going to bring all the religions together. Because I mean, you know, mo- most polls show that the vast majority of people you know believe there is a God. There's just you know, you've got Christianity, you've got uh, you know Hinduism, you've got uh, Buddhism, you've got all these different uh, religions, and so. You know, I'm sure in, in with the globalists, what they're thinking is that if you can, you know, because people naturally have faith, have have religion, religious kind of beliefs, if you can bring all these people together, you know, all paths lead to heaven. So that, this is the strategy of the devil to deceive the world, and so it's been pushed very heavily through 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 music and through education and that kind of thing to try to get us all sort of you know drop our differences. And and believe that there's you know, all, you know even even in the church there's polls that I think we talked about this in the book there's polls that now say 
only like two to six percent of Christians have still have a, bi- a biblical worldview. In other words, they they believe you know all the things the Bible says. You know about you know you know the Lord will forgive us of our sins. You know there is a hell, there is a heaven. Uh, the Bible prophecy, all these different things the Bible you know actually talks about. But there's only like a very small percentage that actually hold hold with these biblical beliefs. And yet in churches across the nation. 50-60% of people now have new spirituality, new age kind of beliefs, you know, karma, all paths lead to heaven, and so this is a very widespread, it's, it's, it's part of this great deception, and it's part of the strategy of the devil to, to deceive us. Uh, there's one shocking poll that says only like 2% of people think they're going to hell, and 98% of people think they're going to heaven, and yet Jesus said, you know, wide is the road that leads to destruction, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and so there's a gigantic dichotomy between what people believe, you know, because because of this deception of the devil, all paths lead to heaven, and the reality of what God says in the Bible about our, our eternal fates and and uh, what you know what's going to happen uh, in the afterlife. Well, you know, go ahead, go ahead Shannon. No, you go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to add real quick is that his uh, the the analogy you just said, Troy, is so true that uh, the education, the the really the destruction of a culture is to completely revamp your education process and that's what we've seen happen in America horrendously uh, and they've redefined everything and uh, and what's done is it's weakened us, it's weakened the family it's weakened the home, it's weakened the community, it's weakened the nation and the Bible says when, righteous, when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice but when the wicked bear rule the people mourn and I'm telling you I'm not going to, I don't like it when the World Economic Forum, when Klaus Schwab says, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. My answer is, no, I won't. No, no, I won't. And uh, But you won't believe this super socialist doctrine that's being pushed upon the young people who is, it's stripping them of their entrepreneur spirit and their ability to, to actually uh, thrive in a capitalistic society, you're just basically telling them all to surrender. And when you're not just surrendering their economic dreams or their ability to own uh, private property, but the, to surrender the institution of marriage, to, to, to surrender the, the family, to surrender their faith and their freedoms, for I guess for the better... For the better good, I, I, it's 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 insane. So we definitely address this. The stage is set. We definitely address the fact that this uh, this this woke education and this cultural it's it's it is communism. It's Marxism, no doubt about it. Absolutely, gentlemen. And you know, as we look at Bible prophecy, um, we also are coming to a crossroad where there's a time the Bible says. There will be a mark of the beast. And as I think about the mark of the beast, 666, what form it might take, you know, many are saying, you know, we're getting close. We're, they're calling for cashless society. By the way, here in Bali, I was shocked. I went into the mall one day, little mall called Level 21, and I went in to get a cappuccino and a Danish, went to pay for it, pulled my cash out, and they said, we don't take cash. We're cashless. So what do you mean, cashless? <laughs> no, I got my money right here. He said, no, sir, we don't take cash. And I was so angry at that point, I just held my arm up. I said, you take the mark. You take the mark. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would take it, but I would just, and I think the guy knew a little bit enough about the Bible. He was a little bit 
perturbed, and I walked out of there. Uh, I went to join the gym about a month ago. Went in. I wanted just to do a short-term membership for four months, see if I'd like it. They were happy to sign me up. I went in there, and the last step is they uh, have you pay. And they said, how will you be paying? And I said, cash. And the lady looked at me and said, I'm sorry, sir, we're cashless. Can't even buy a bottle of water there with a dollar. I said, what do you mean you're cashless? We don't take cash. I'm seeing it everywhere. And uh, I ended up joining, but they had to take me out of the store, past the cameras, and one of the employees there, I gave him the cash, and he used his card to get me in. Now, I had a debit card and credit card, but it was just a principle of the matter. I don't like right. being told that I can't use cash, and we know that this is part of the system. So when I think about the a day where you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark or the number of his name, to have a mark of the beast, you've got to have a rise of the beast first. Would I be correct on that? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I've been preaching that exactly. The, the People will say, well, when the Antichrist gets there, he's going to implement the mark of the beast. I said, no, the mark of the beast is going to be implemented before he gets his seat. You, he, look, you got to lay the tracks before the train comes down it. And what you've been witnessing is uh, globally this uh, one world religion, as you mentioned earlier, one world leader, a one world uh, currency, and a one world system to manage it, which is the mark of the beast using the, today's probably bio, biometric technology, what have you, for identification and, and the, to force people. That, in other words, you can't choose yourself what you want to do. We will choose it, and we will know what you're doing. And uh, we and, and you know this is where you got this credit score. I think we talked about that some in the book. You know, China's doing that. They're doing what's called a social credit score. Well, if you don't follow the the beast, if you don't follow what they're, you're told to do, you'll lose points. You'll lose privileges. You'll lose travel uh, privileges, or or um, maybe you'll be rationed on food or energy. And uh, it's going to be a part of control. So, yeah, I, I, it, it, it frustrates me also whenever I hear them, when they say to me, we don't take cash. It's like, I cannot believe you people, but uh, the, the beast system is being uh, built for us in advance. Troy? And and this uh, this push towards a cashless society, especially around the world, you know, they're sort of they're going slowly here in America because they know there's so many Christians here that you know are aware of this and, and opposed to it. But they're really rolling it out around the world, and so there, there's a there's a structured plan, and we talk about this in the book to to roll out this cashless system. And what people don't realize, or many people don't realize, is that once once cash is eliminated <clears throat> and you you can't buy with cash, <clears throat> then th- this gives the globalists, you know, total total control of us, just like in China, like like Pastor Bailey said, with these social credit scores, and and that's not just limited to China now. It's actually being sort of, you know, uh, under the under the radar rolled out around the, around the world in, in test cases. They've sort of got the system in place, ready to you know to implement. So essentially, if you don't toe the party line, if you're not doing what what the the beast system wants, what the antichrist system wants, they can they can shut off your money. They can they can cut you off. And, and shut you out of the economic system 
And that's what the, you know, the, the, the Apostle John talked about in Revelation 13 is that with, you know, if you don't take the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell. You can't participate in the economic system. So that, that is the ultimate control mechanism where they can control you. And once the, you know, the Bible says that once the Antichrist, you know, comes to power with the false prophet and, and you know, fully implements it, if you don't take it, it says you, you'll be beheaded. <clears throat> and so, and then, of course, you know, the Apostle John, you know, G- Jesus, you know, telling them this, said, if you take the mark of the beast, you can't go to heaven. Uh, there, there, there must be some kind of, if you take this mark, there must be, like, because you're you're swearing allegiance to the Antichrist, and, and maybe there's some kind of transhuman, some artificial intelligence, some kind of genetic modification. Uh, I mean, that, that was a problem in, in uh, you know, Prior to Noah's flood, is that the, you know, the, the verse in uh, uh, Genesis talks about the the angels, you know, mating with with women, creating this this nephilim, this uh, hybrid race of you know fallen angels and humans, and uh, you know God destroyed the world uh, with Noah's flood and only preserved Noah uh, because you know there was this uh, corrupted corrupted you know genetic race so could they have something like that to do with it perhaps you know so um you know they're pushing for this system and it's uh, being slowly rolled out now as you're seeing there there in bali brother paul absolutely and and they're going to drive it all the way home you know you hear of what's called the carbon footprint uh that's part of this green new deal this green initiative well this new world order is is the byproduct of this climate agenda that you know this is the biggest lie ever told and that is to try to tell people that we have to save the earth this earth has been here forever and believe me it will god's in control of it he doesn't need us to you know all of a sudden you know uh, start doing all these different kind of weird things uh to try to protect it now we should we should honor the earth and we should take care of it that's true but uh they've gone way overboard they're using the climate control to bring about a new world order and and um and when troy when mentioned about the nephilim you know in other words modern technology taking this biometric technology or gene splicing or uh alternate uh dna uh, uh, and how the, this is all part of the great deception. And this is where the UFOs come in. Because at some point, somebody has to explain, a way, you know, has to explain, uh, why do we have to all do this? Well, because if we don't, we're not, first of all, they're preaching there is no God, that we didn't come from God, that we actually were seated here by UFOs. And that they're coming back to fix us because we're destroying the climate, and we got to get tiny houses, and and we got to you know, and 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 we got to save rainwater, and and uh, you know, and and we have to all get up, give up all of our gas stoves, and turn the thermostats down, and put in Obama light bulbs. I'm sorry, but none of that has anything to do with the climate and the and the protection of the of the earth. So. It's all one big web being weaved here, uh, and it's to tear down people's common sense, tear down their spiritual um, compass and moral compass, and the Bible says that they'll believe a lie. Great deception. Okay, that's the, the, the scripture says during the Second Thessalonians chapter 2, which is the, where Paul says this Antichrist is coming. He says, the, the Lord says, I will send strong delusion. And they'll believe a lie and be damned. The great deception. 
is a part of this whole thing. It's not just the destroyer coming out to wreak havoc, but also the implementation of the great deception to uh, deceive the world. Brother Troy? Yeah, and an interesting thing here is that there's some polls that show, like, like I mentioned previously, there's a very small percentage of Christians that still hold to a biblical worldview, yet there's polls that say that, I think it's somewhere like the 40 to 60, 70 percent range, say, because there's, there's so many movies, there's so much media coverage of, of the UFO phenomenon, ET, that there's far more people that now believe in that, that UFOs are visiting us, that ET is visiting us. Uh, that then believe that hold to what the Bible actually says, what God actually says in the Bible, and so this is almost it's almost you know become this new religion, this this UFO thing, and now you have all these these hearings going on in, in Congress and and these officials coming out saying they've you know supposedly they've you know captured UFO and they've, there's been like you know crashes where a- alien bodies have been you know recovered and we've, we've reversed their technology and there's all kinds of books and movies and you know you. By, uh, there was a UFO special on Amazon and Netflix here recently, and you know, so, since the time I was a little kid, there's been all this stuff. And so it's 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 you know, like Hitler, you know, he, he used what was called the big lie. He had Goebbels as his propaganda minister, and so he kept on you know telling just all these gigantic lies. You know, the the Jewish people were you know all these things that were told about that that you know demonized them and justified the the Holocaust and the slaughter, and so and then the German people fell for it, and so. The, you know, very, very similar, you know, propaganda techniques that were, you know, uh, perfected to a certain degree by Nazi Germany are now being employed against the population, not only in America, but the entire world. You know, I mean, I, I've been a reporter, um, you know, a reporter at newspapers for 20 years, with the, I was a reporter at the LA Daily News. And in the last, you know, 15 years or so, I've never seen the level of, you know, propaganda, disinformation, psychological operations, uh, you know, fake news. I mean, I mean, you name it. You know, I, it's, it's hard for me to believe what's happened to the news media, but but it has, and it's now just become a gigantic propaganda arm of of these, of, of, you know, globalist governments around the world. And so people are being massively deceived, and the Bible told us that, that, that this would happen. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, we're live with Pastor Paul Begley and Troy Anderson talking about a book that's coming out soon. And stay tuned to the end of the broadcast. We're going to tell you how to get it. So, gentlemen, uh, any discussion about Bible prophecy, we would be remiss if we didn't also mention that uh, much of it centers around God's plan for Israel. And as Jesus is coming back to rule and reign from Mount Zion in Jerusalem and Uh, God's holy city where he has his name and his holy Mount Zion the Antichrist also even the Pope I'm hearing is uh, are fixated on Jerusalem too do you think it's any accident that we're seeing uh, this attack against Israel taking place and let me just say something for the record many of you may know this but I stand unconditionally with Israel and the Jewish people and the right to every inch of the land now Many haven't read their Bible in the church, because if you read it, and I've been reading starting in Genesis, I'm up to 1 Samuel now. I read over in Joshua recently, Joshua 15:47, where God specifically, in his land deeds to the different tribes of Israel, he gave Gaza by name to the Jews as part of their inheritance. Read it, folks. And are you going to agree with God, or are you going to agree with um, 99% of the UN who wants to take away all of Israel's land? If God says it belongs to the Jews, then it belongs to the Jews. It's part of the inheritance. 
And uh, look at what has been happening in recent months. Uh, Brother Paul, you first. What's your take? And I know in your book you cover that there's going to be a third temple. My grandfather raised me. He was a pastor. He, both my grandfathers were in the Church of God. He said, son, uh, end time prophecy is going to center around Jerusalem. That's God's timepiece. Do you agree? What's significant One about th- this war right now? Over to you. One thousand percent I agree with everything you just said. I'm glad you stand with Israel as, as strong as you do. That shows you you have been reading your Bible. Most Americans who don't understand Israel's role in biblical prophecy, it's because they've never read the Bible or they're not being taught it from the churches they go to, unfortunately. And uh, But the third temple, look, the, the, the holy mountain... And I've been there 11 times, and I always go up on the Temple Mount when I go there. And I imagine in my mind Christ's return and ruling and reigning for a thousand years from the, from the holy city of Jerusalem, which he will. And, and I think to myself, they're going to build this third temple. I talk to different rabbis, whether they be Orthodox or whether they be Messianic. And they all agree they're going to build the third temple because they want, they're not building it for the Antichrist. They're building it for the Messiah. They're building it for the Savior. They may not all understand who he is yet, but uh, you know, Paul said all of Israel shall be saved. If, you know, if we have a little faith here, God is bringing them in. Matter of fact, many of them have come to that knowledge. But this land, the land of Israel, was a, is, is a coveted land. God doesn't break covenants. This is an everlasting covenant, every inch of it. And so it doesn't matter how much the UN screams and they, and they stomp their feet and, and wring their hands. You'll see that the is, Israel will continue to, to dwell there since 1948 when God fulfilled the 3,000-year prophecy from Ezekiel 37 that these dry bones will rise and there will be a mighty army, a mighty nation. Isaiah said, can a nation be born in one day? Yes, May 14th, 1948. So there's no doubt about this. So what you're watching now, after the horrific events of October 7th, the you're watching the whole world. They, I think the whole world might have stood with Israel for a week. I'm not even sure if they did a whole week. But I can tell you the whole world turned against Israel and the UN and uh, it's it just – it's global. And you see all the rioting and you see all the protesting and shutting down the bridges and all of this foolishness. And it's global. It's not just one spy. It's all over the world. Yet the Lord will continue to stand. And your grandfather, both your grandfathers were a thousand percent correct. If And Dr. Lester Summerall, who ordained me years ago. Wow. He's – he said to me and to all of us who was, and we were the last 12 that he ordained before he died. He said to us, he said, if you want to understand Bible prophecy, keep your eye on Israel. It is God's prophetic timepiece. Watch what goes on there and you'll know how close you are to the coming of the Lord. And so you're, that's why we, in the book, Revelation 9-11, we have to bring up the Antichrist, uh, the Third Temple, the nation of Israel, and the things that are happening. Uh, uh, Troy did a phenomenal job in his research on this uh, very subject. Troy? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you take a look at the situation now, so all of a sudden, 
you know, like the Pastor Bailey pointed out here, the whole world is like turning against Israel. And so what does Ezekiel 38 and 39 tells us? It tells us that but possibly this, this coalition of Middle Eastern nations, possibly Russia, at some point attacks Israel. And, um, you know, Israel has what's called the Samson option. They have nuclear weapons. And so if some kind of situation ever occurred where Israel, you know, believed that its existence was in jeopardy, they, they have, you know, plans to, to launch these. And so, I mean, that, that could trigger a, either a, a regional nuclear war or a, even an expanded one. And so, you know, of course, the, the Bible tells us that God will intervene in this situation and supernaturally destroy this, this you know, coalition of armies that comes against Israel. And, uh, you know, could that be an event that takes place before the tribulation, at the beginning of the tribulation? Could that be the, you know, the big war that, that kicks off the tribulation? Uh, you know, the Bible's a little unclear about that, but we, we explore that in this book. And so, you know, this this situation with uh, uh, the whole world turning against Israel now is essentially exactly what the Bible predicted. And uh, we also talk about that. Um, that There's a, a general I interviewed a few years ago. He told me that uh, you know, they've, they've already set aside about $2 billion in funds. They've cut out the rocks. They have all the, the the implements you need for to you know reinstitute um, the sacrifice, and so pretty much everything is is set and ready to go. They're just waiting for an instruction from the Knesset to to rebuild the third temple, you know, because it's it's you know, uh, right now you got the dome of the rock on there and the on, and the mosque, and so you know could it be set aside on a different part of the Temple Mount, uh, the City of David? There's different uh, theories on how this might happen, but it's 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 primed to happen, and that's like one of the last prophecies that that leads into the. So there's just so, so many things that Jesus told us would indicate that his return is imminent. Uh, they're, 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 they're being fulfilled at exponential rate. Uh, there's a recent LifeWay poll said even 9 in 10 pastors now see signs of the end times in current events. And, and most polls show 80% of evangelicals believe we're living in the end times. So it's, it's an amazing thing to, to watch this all unfolding uh, in, in our time. You know, gentlemen, I tell people all the time, when I hear them speak negatively about Israel and the Jewish people. You better hold your tongue. Because Genesis 12, 3 is still in effect. You bless my people, I bless you. You curse my people, I curse you. And God uh, reaffirmed that with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his son. It's still in effect today. And either you choose sides and you're with Israel and the Jewish people and you're on the side of Jehovah, or you're on the other side over there with the Philistines and uh, Goliath. And remember, it didn't go well for them. You don't want to be over there standing against the Lord in this time. Uh, we must love the Jewish people, and that's why I stand unconditionally with them. Uh, gentlemen, in the remaining minutes, um, if you had to make a prediction for 2024, feel free to or not. Uh, I'm making one. We'll have a new pope by the end of the year, and uh, we might see dark winter this year that Biden talked about. What do you think could we could see this year in 2024? Are you in a position to make a prediction? I won't hold you to if it doesn't happen, but anything in your spirit that you're really concerned about this year, specifically? Brother Paul? All right. Uh, Well, there's several. Um, uh, I am very concerned that China may make a move during the chaos of our election year. I'll predict that Donald Trump will be convicted of several felonies. Now, I'm not saying he won't be, that he'll be disqualified. I think he'll still be able to be left on the ballot, and I think if he is left on the ballot, he'll win. Um, but I expect that they will convict him of some felonies, okay? It's part of the left's 
um, it's it's almost their holy grail. Yes, they got to do this. Okay, they're salivating to do this. So I, I predict this is going to happen, and I also think that China may begin to make a slight military move, not an attack, but start building blockades or start controlling the waters around Taiwan. And they don't think the world's going to do anything about it because Russia's invaded Ukraine. The Middle East is in a state of chaos. And who's going to take on China if they want to slowly suffocate Taiwan? So I think you're going to see that sometime this year. There's a lot of other things, but I'm going to go with those two right now. Troy, what are you looking at possibilities this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the polls are now saying that President Trump is, you know, if we have a fair election, is probably going to win the the 2024 presidential election. So we we saw what happened last time uh, with you know this, this, seconds. this pan, pandemic hit, and so I mean, anything can be unleashed this year. Anything can happen in in this year because it's a presidential election year. The, the you know the deep state and the globalists they will literally do almost anything to stop. Um, you know, President Trump from getting elected, and so uh, could we have another pandemic? Could we have war? Could we have economic collapse? I mean, you know, anything could potentially happen this year. Uh, you know, to changing candidates, uh, it's you know, this is a year. You know, like this this great American eclipse. There's a big X marks a spot on America. Uh, you know, God's put the spotlight on this country, and and so I think I think the ball's in our court. You know, it's, it's time for us to wake up to what's happening, to turn back to God, repent of our sins. Uh, you know, I, I just wrote an article for uh, Prophecy Investigators. It's an online news site we have called The, the Jesus Revolution of 2023. You know, that movie that did really well, you know, took off earlier this year. You had the Azure Revival. You had revival spread among young kids, among colleges throughout the country. Uh, we released a book called Redeem California, If God, All Things Are Possible. And uh, and you've seen this revival. There's just like 40,000 young people at a big stadium in, in Georgia over the weekend uh, worshiping the Lord and, and repenting of their sins. And so I think we're going to see both things happening. Re- revival, you know, continuing and, uh, you know, in fact, we've talked about what Pastor Bailey called the Great Harvest Revival. Could, could that happen before the tribulation? I think we're seeing signs of that beginning now, a move of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, we're seeing all these, you know, uh, end times events unfolding, too. I will say this, and there may be people voted for on both sides of the aisle. Uh, I think there's crooked people both in both parties. But I don't think that the Sodomocrat party will go silently into the night. What January 6th-style false flag will they create next? I mean, I'm hearing numbers as high as a million illegals were admitted to the border with the help of the cartel and in orders to the CBP. Just let them through. I met a taxi driver here, and he works 12 hours a day to make uh, maybe $10 a day. He said, man, I wish there was more work for me. I said, well, you could hop a plane to Mexico tonight and be in America tomorrow. They'll give you a cash card. A ticket anywhere you want. You don't have to show up to court till seven to ten years down the road. I was being kind of sarcastic, but people are doing that by the droves. Yeah, and it's a consensus that the Democrat Party believes that uh, they can replace the uh, the conservative Christian Party and others out there with illegals that will vote for them. We let you into the country. Now you're liable to vote for us, and they'll be in there perpetually. Now that's what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, I do agree with you, though. That I think. Uh, they're going to frame Trump some way, somehow, to try to stop him. It will probably go to the Supreme Court. And I'm worried because uh, 
Who knows if we'll see the election? Now, as bad as it is, you know, gentlemen, we've all been living under a cloud for several years. I have yet to take my first trip off this island in four years because we were in lockdown and couldn't go anywhere for two, two and a half, or I wouldn't have been able to get back in. Look at what the devil put us all through. Wear the mask. Take the jabs. You know, stay home. You can't finish your education. Look at all the suffering that we've went through and all the millions who have died. Uh, frankly, I'm tired of the New World Order. And I've purposed in my heart that 2024 is a year to recover all. I'm going to put as many demons to the sword this year as I can. I want to occupy winsome souls for Jesus. I'm thinking about starting a business or two. You know, many people just laid down and died or took their own lives and got so depressed, thought there was no hope. And I myself, about six months, dropped so low, looking at all the news, I got a little bit despondent, took ill. And then I remembered the scripture that said, the leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? So, on one hand, we can't bury our head in the sand. We need to know what's coming. And I'm so excited about your book because it's going to do a great job of educating people, getting you up to speed. But at the same time, your book brings hope. Uh, Christ hasn't called us to sit on the bleachers and sit out the uh, the fourth quarter, the Super Bowl, has he? No, and we and and really, our book. Uh, when we start telling people about God's prophetic timing of the Great Harvest Revival, and uh, and we even in put the prayer of salvation in the book. As a matter of fact, one of the things that uh, um, uh, Troy was telling me, you know that book doing very well at amazon.com and and uh, i was telling some of the folks on one of my live broadcasts i said you know what when you go to order your pre-copy order five and i just paused i said i'm gonna tell you why because when you read it you're gonna want to give it to somebody you yes. you you can't stand it you're gonna want but you'll never get it back so what i want you to do is buy five <laughs> keep one for yourself and find four people that you want to be sure you gift a book that you think it changed their life. It may be a Christian who's just not awake. It may be those who aren't saved, who know something's wrong in the world and are looking for hope. And we bring that in this uh, book. We want to be sure we bring that, that into the book of God's grace, God's mercy, and his salvation. Troy, give us the name of the book coming out. When is the release date expected, and how can people go and order a copy of these? You know, just to add to what uh, Pastor Bailey said there, we, we both became Christians when we're when we're pretty young. I was eleven after reading *The Late Great Planet Earth* by Hal Lindsey, and I think that book, you know, sold like thirty-five billion copies. And then Orson Welles made a movie. You, you might recall that from the late seventies. And so we were, you know, we were talking to Pastor uh, Bailey and his wife today about, you know, is Revelation nine eleven could it be something like that that would bring help bring so many people to the to, to salvation? And so that that's that you know that that's why I've written all these all these books is I, you know, I want to encourage people to turn to God, you know, get right with God, ask Him to forgive you. He'll He'll come into your your heart. He'll completely transform your life and uh, and bring you to heaven. You know that that's the that's the ultimate goal for all of us. Uh, you know, we encounter a lot of spiritual.
spiritual warfare as we're writing this book. In fact, my wife got uh, very seriously sick. She was in the hospital for 17 days of severe COVID pneumonia, acute pancreatitis, wow. uh, severe sepsis, uh, stomach bleeding. There's a whole bunch of life-threatening conditions. Uh, the doctor told us she had a 50-50 chance of living. And so Pastor Bailey's prayer team was praying for us, our veteran our ministries prayer team was praying, our small group. And, and I believe God intervened and saved her life. And she came home the day after Thanksgiving last year. And then we had this gigantic hospital bill, and uh, and so we we applied uh, the different you know uh, programs, and uh, and we've sent all our, our documents to the hospital. And I thought you know maybe they'll they'll you know cut back twenty five percent, maybe fifty percent of the bill, but they forgave the entire bill. So God wow. saved my life, my wife's <laughs> life, and then forgave the entire bill. And so this these are the kind of miracles that, that God performs on a routine basis in your life when you completely dedicate your life to the Lord and live for Him. So you know so this this book is it's coming out on April second from Salem Books. Um, yeah, it's Like I said, it's already become a number one bestseller, number one hot new release. It's on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, uh, Hudson Booksellers, uh, uh, Books a Million, uh, ChristianBook.com. And I, and I found out that even Harvard Bookstore is carrying this book. You know, Har- Harvard, one wow. of the most liberal cities in America, is, <laughs> is carrying our book. So. I've still got to see that. i got to send somebody in there to find that book in that Harvard. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, that's going to be exciting. Troy, do you have a website also yeah. you want to give out or any other channels? Oh, yeah. So I have a TroyAnderson.us. And then pa- Pastor Bagley and I, we, we actually just launched a, a newsletter called Revelation Watchers, and it's revelationwatchers.com. And so you can sign up for uh, a newsletter there. You, you watch Pastor Bagley's show. We're, we're putting out articles, and that, that's beginning to take off. I'm signing up tonight, revelationwatchers.com. Uh, we'll put yeah. links in the show notes. And Pastor Paul, give out uh, information on your uh, TV programs, radio show, and uh, ministry site, please. Yeah, uh, my TV show is called the uh, the Coming Apocalypse, and it's on several different networks across America. Um, and uh, also, my YouTube show that I do all the time, YouTube videos and what have you. You can find me on YouTube real easy. Uh, also, my website where you can find out everything, including we're getting ready to do a webinar. Uh, this webinar is called Planet X: What's Next? Oh wow! And I'm talk about okay, it's incredible. I got I brought in some of the best speakers you could get to talk about it experts uh and uh you can get your ticket at my website my website's paulbegleyprophecy.com paulbegleyprophecy.com real easy okay i want to check that out now gentlemen also will you be at another conference called hear the watchman is that coming up absolutely that's going to be april the 4th through the 8th uh, in Dallas, Texas, we'll both be there. Troy and I will be there, and and other speakers they'll bring in. It'd be it's always amazing conference, and the bonus is when you come to this conference, just stay an extra day because that's the day of the eclipse. And Dallas, it goes right over Dallas. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, we're tying that all in. So, uh, Mike Kerr and Jeannie Moore, who actually are the ones in charge of the here the Watchman conferences. They are inviting everybody to come be a part of this. It will be a great, grand event. I'll also baptize people there uh, on Sunday. When it, so when people come, they can be saved, they can be baptized, they can come to be baptized. That happens every year. And one last thing is uh, pray for Mike Kerr uh, because he just had triple bypass surgery. He is in the hospital right now, and uh, God has brought him through it. 
Uh, so we believe he'll be on his feet and there at the at that conference. So that's coming up. It's called Here the Watchman. It's the same time our book comes out. Okay, our book comes out the second. Here comes the conference. Here comes the eclipse. Maybe here comes Jesus. I don't know. Be ready. Praise the Lord, folks. Be ready. This is exciting times we live in. And uh, I want to thank both of you gentlemen for coming on tonight. Uh, what an honor it was to have you. You're welcome anytime. And uh, as we close tonight, could you lift up Brother Mike in prayer? Brother Paul, you want to lead off? Sure. Dear Lord, just thank you for this this opportunity, this tremendous opportunity to be in fellowship with our brothers here and, and to just share with the audience your goodness and to, and, and to lead leading people to understand the time we're in so they can understand it. Lord, we pray for Brother Mike Kurt that he be healed, that he's come through this surgery, there be no complications, and that he uh, gradually build up and be back on his feet. We pray for all the listeners. Pray for Shannon, Lord, and the work he's doing and his family. I pray that they're blessed, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Uh, Brother Troy, I want to thank you and Brother Paul for coming on. I want to thank Brother Mike also for helping us set the show. Uh, Brother Paul, another time, you mentioned Lester Summerall. We'll have to do a program, and i got to share some stories from my youth. Uh, My father was hired by Lester back in 78 and ran Channel 46 here in South Bend. And uh, oh yeah, I used to go out to eat with Brother Sumrall sometimes at the Iron Skillet after service. I got some stories I got to share with you. <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> right off Ireland Road, right on Ireland Ireland Road, right there around the, from the Christian Center. I even have one of his one a million Red King James Bible personally signed by Brother Sumrall. Wow! Oh yeah, wow. He, was a, he was a great man of God. Um, yes, he was. I got to ask a favor. I need a plug. Yep. Are you serious? Are you turning into a <laughs> Mega Man Radio? Go ahead. Are you serious? Are you serious, folks? What? Are you serious? Get ready, get ready. The Lord's coming soon. Praise the Lord. Brother Troy, love you. Brother Paul, love you. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. We'll talk to you soon, and I'll get you a copy of the show. That's a great honor. Thank thank you. Thank you so much. Folks, wow. That was exciting. All night is exciting. We're just getting started. I'm calling Brother Morris now. I'm refreshing a mix of R. Here we go. Refresh.